Hello, we're, we're back. back. We did it. <laughs> we have another episode. Yay. Um, we're back for another week of fun, 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 fun. <laughs> oh my god. You can tell we're like losing our minds here. We've already lost our minds. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Okay, so what we're doing for fun, fun, fun this week are scary stories to keep you up at night. So last week we talked about scary crimes. To True keep you crime. Up at night. True crime. True crime to keep so you up at night. Now these are just scary stories. <laughs> <laughs> so um, these again come from Thought Catalog. So scary stories to read in the dark. So. Uh, this week, I will be reading them to Tawny, getting her response. Um, I wish we were in the dark, but <laughs> hey. it's like the one day it decided to be sunny. <laughs> the sun is shining. It's quiet in the house. <laughs> Minus the cat who's attacking the chair. <laughs> and your random creepy air freshener that decides to shoot yes. nothing out. Because the air freshener is out, but the batteries are still going. It's haunted. 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 They're all over the house, too. <laughs> okay, but maybe you can, like, throw in your AirPods. AirPods. <laughs> I don't know. Headphones. Yeah. Listen to this. Put a blanket over your head. Build a fort. Close your eyes. Drown out the world. <laughs> and maybe it'll bring you some joy. Drink some wine. Take a bath. You know. Ooh, fun. <laughs> I don't like wine. But I love baths, so. And we know you like Cheez-Its. So I'll take my Cheez-Its into the bath with my Red Bull spritzers. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I like wine. And I like vodka. But not together. No, that doesn't go Let's well. Let's just talk about... I speak from experience. <laughs> That's why I don't like wine. You gotta spread it out. Yeah. So anyway, let's just, like, get into it. Enough of this spiel. Okay. what we like to eat let's just go for it okay one day a girl was walking home late night after work it was dark and around midnight she lived in an apartment where they had an elevator <laughs> she got in the elevator and when the door was about to close a strange man with a very red hoodie entered the elevator he apologized for scaring her and asked which floor she was heading to. Without making eye contact, she told him out of fear, and the man casually pressed the button and the one below. As they were on the way, he asked her for her cell phone, if he could use it, but she declined out of suspicion and isolated herself in the corner. After seconds of silence, the elevator arrived at the floor below the one the girl was heading to, and the door opened. The guy slowly walks out of the door and turned around facing towards the elevator and the girl and just stared at her without any movement. Slowly, the door started to close and from the gap, she could see him turning around, heading for upstairs, pulling a knife out of his pocket. Okay. I have some opinions on that. Okay, tell me your opinions. First off, like... I just want to say that, like, I think we are in 
a generation where everybody has to be like uber careful. But I also think that we have people who are more aware getting on an elevator late at night with like only a female, like if you're a male or like a female getting onto an elevator if there's a male, like people are more cautious and will maybe like wait for like the next you know, for this person to get off well, before they'll get on. victim shame. Here. I'm not trying to victim shame. I just think that, like, people are more, like, aware. Yeah. Um, second off, I don't know that I would necessarily tell them the correct floor I was getting off at. If I, like, if I felt like heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Um, but... So best believe I would... Like, <laughs> you're getting, so maybe, like, the... You should say 15... And then they hit 14, and then you actually get off on 17 when they get off the elevator. Yeah. I would be pressing the button. As soon as they get off. Yeah. Like, as soon as they get off. Um, I also, if I, like, legit saw them, like, turn to go towards, like, the stairs, I'm assuming, to go up and seeing a knife, best believe I'm stopping that elevator and, call like, calling the fire department. Like, oh, emergency stop. stop like, I would be like, no, we're not playing these fuck fuck games. Like, fuck fuck. Yeah, it's when you, people want to fuck around. Like, okay. when you want to, like, test me, okay, it's game time. Like, I think I'm, like, preparing myself for battle <laughs> for if I'm ever in a situation, I'm just going to, like, unleash. I could imagine if you saw, for you. Okay, so I would probably be standing there and being like, I have no idea what to do, I'm going to die. You would be like a raging bull in that elevator, and I could almost see like your foot like <laughs> scuffing the bottom, and like you backing up and like preparing for battle, taking my jewelry off, putting like, my hair back. Like it's game bull. time. Yeah, you'd be like taking out your hoop earrings, even though you don't wear hoop earrings, and like putting your hair up in a bun and like backing up you're like backing up right now you just got off your chair i like, pulled my pants up you like pulled your pants up you took your hoodie off like. <laughs> i would be preparing for battle and like maybe some people think that's like crazy but i almost feel like the way that we were raised <laughs> our mom was like overly like paranoid paranoid like to a degree that like it sends me down like a rabbit hole so quickly like fun story when Sophie hurt her neck checking out high school boys I legitimately started to like get concerned she broke her collarbone and like I went down this rabbit hole of like she had like a tumor and like her bones are all brittle because of a tumor. And I told Tim about it and he was like, you need to stop. Like that is just ridiculous. I'm like, I know it's ridiculous. I can sit here and I can tell you, I know it's ridiculous, but I can also sit here and tell you my mind started to spiral. Yeah. So I think I'm just prepared that something- The worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. And I have a game plan for it all. So. There is just something very innately freaky about eleva elevators to begin with because like, you're trapped and like yeah. obviously like you're scared that well maybe you aren't but for people with anxiety <laughs> so the cable could drop okay that or the cable could break that's like the most obvious but for me I'm not so much about falling in an elevator it's more of you are like trapped and maybe it's about being a female and again there could be men out there that feel this way too 
but I know that just being a female and being trapped in an elevator with a stranger is just so like vulnerable and there's something mm-hmm. so scary about being in an elevator or being in such a confined space with a stranger that just makes an elevator a scary environment yeah for me personally versus like oh my gosh I don't like an elevator because I'm afraid I'm gonna fall in it mm-hmm. you know I think like I've told the story before on a, another episode but um I did have a scary situation kind of like on well I was on the elevator but so I at the hospital Tim had just had surgery I was going to his car to get like his overnight bag once he got settled in his room it was late like one two o'clock in the morning and like the side of the hospital that had the parking garage attached to it is closed down because it's like doctor's offices so here I am walking my happy little ass to the car like going to the elevator and I see out of the corner of my eye someone over by the bathrooms just chilling, just hanging out there. They see me get on the elevator and then they start walking towards the elevator. So I get in there, I press my button and I'm like, close these doors, close these fucking doors. Now, I hate when you think you're pushing the closed door button and you're pushing the open door. I will say that like having a mom who has like just been overly paranoid, (laughs) I always have my keys out. It doesn't matter that I was walking from one side of the hospital to the other. I already have the keys in my hand, ready to go like to get into Tim's car, which has a key fob and you don't need keys. Like you just touch it. But um, my car is old enough that it still has a key that you actually have to put in the ignition. So <laughs> I had that shit out between like my pinky or my pinky, what? Your my pinky. my index finger and my middle finger ready to gouge some motherfucker's eyes out if he was gonna try something. I feel so. like you want to. I think I do. I'm not looking to fight anyone. Like, I don't want anyone to look back on this and be like, like it's premeditated. It necessarily ruin your day if you did. I feel like it would be really therapeutic for me. Like, if someone tried something and I just had, like, a legitimate excuse. Like, I'm not dumb. I know not to throw hands first. But, like, maybe it's on my bucket list. I don't know. Uh, it's not on mine. <laughs> I do not want, I do not like conflict. No. I'm the person that, like, would fall down (laughs) and pee my pants. (laughs) You'd curl up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like the fainting goat, the narcoleptic goat (laughs) that you see, like, on Entertainment Tonight when there's no story. (laughs) I don't even know if that show's still on. I think it is, but I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Next story. Moving on. The elevator. Okay. Yeah. So... That's elevators. Just, that's scary. Creepy. Yeah, elevators. Creepy. And then just the fact that, like, you know that this person is going to be, like, waiting for you. I mean, maybe they're going to kill someone else on the floor. And maybe. It was just a coincidence. Ooh, plot twist. A they're going to get the person who's really going to kill her. They're trying to stop it. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Daddy, I had a bad dream. You blink your eyes and pull up on your elbows. Your clock glows red in the darkness. It's 3.23. Do you want to climb into bed and tell me about it? No, Daddy. The oddness... Sorry. There's a cat running around and I'm distracted. He probably has a dingleberry. The oddness of the situation wakes you up more fully. You can barely make out your daughter's pale form in the darkness of your room. Why not, sweetie? Because in my dream, when I told you about the dream, 
the thing wearing mommy's skin sat up. For a moment, you feel paralyzed. You can't take your eyes off your daughter. The covers behind you begin to shift. I feel like I just have jokes with this. What are your jokes? Like the creature wearing mommy's skin. Mommy's just in a bad mood because you're coming into the room at three in the morning. <laughs> like Sophie had a friend spend the night the other night and at midnight they legit came into my room to tell me they were hungry. I was like, I am asleep. I was asleep. Why? Why do you do this to me? I'm not very pleasant when I get woken up. The um, next time one of your children come into your bedroom, you should be like, I am the creature wearing your mother's skin. <laughs> Leave. No. Your mother will be back tomorrow. <laughs> She's on vacation. <laughs> no, but that would like legit be scary because I feel like sometimes when the kids have had like scary dreams and they tell me about it and it's like dark and it's like quiet everywhere, I'm kind of like, oh, why do you have to tell me that? Like. <laughs> Damn. Oh, so Ava had, I don't know if I told you this. You did, but it's a good one, so you should still tell it. I like how I didn't even tell you anything. You're like, oh, you already told me. Like, maybe I could have more than one creepy thing happen. (laughs) Okay, so she's like, last night I had this dream that was really, really realistic, and I felt like there's this guy standing in my doorway, and he had really long black hair, and he was just watching me sleep. And it was super creepy. And then I went to bed, I closed my eye, or I closed my eyes and I hid under my blanket. And when I opened my eyes, he was crawling on all floors, all floors, all fours coming at me. And I said, well, it was probably just an, it was just a nightmare. It's okay. Like, are you stressed out? Blah, blah, blah. All the things moms say to their kids to try to calm them down. And she's like, well, I know it's just a dream, but I woke up with a scratch on my ankle. And, okay, maybe we need to cut your toenails. I'm not (laughs) sure what happened. Well, then I drop her off at school. And I'm, like, walking through the house. And we have, like, a three-story house. And at the bottom level, there's an entrance. It has its own entrance to the backyard. And that door was open. Like, open. I mean, it's got, like, a screen door. The screen door was shut. But the door was open. Which, normally, we lock all of our doors. Yeah, like most people. Like most people. And, yes, we had had, the day before, like, the girl, the kids all had slumber parties. The girl. I like how you're like, The the girl. Well... The girl, the girls had a slumber party and then the boy had a slumber party and (laughs) so it was like two nights before. So pretty much that door had probably been left open for like a day or two unless someone broke into our house and (laughs) I don't know. But we live in a house that is big enough that someone could be living in the walls or be living and hiding somewhere that like we wouldn't even know for like a while and that's what creeps me out and it just happened to be like the same day that she had someone crawling on her floor yeah so that's creepy that is creepy um i think it's like the fact that the door was open 
Yeah. I mean, it wasn't wide open, but it was like a. It wasn't closed. It wasn't, it wasn't secure. It wasn't closed. And it wasn't just a creek open either. It was like uh, four inches open. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine a six inch subway sub because that's how I like. <laughs> that's how you my gauge perspective of. Yeah. My scientific measurement. <laughs> if I were a six inch sub. Would I be bigger or smaller? <laughs> That's what I do too. I always tell the kids I'm just trying to gauge it off of a subway sandwich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. That's still creepy though. I mean Yeah. Like it's creepy enough to have a dream like that and you know everything is like locked up, but then you wake up and you're like, wait a minute. And then like a few days later, so we live in like a community. Yeah. Like a gated community. And, like, my husband's walking the trails, and then he finds, like, human feces. With toilet paper. With to- I mean, they use toilet paper. They didn't bury it. So, I think... So, it's just like, oh my gosh, is there someone, like, living out in the woods? That, yeah, you know, that, honestly, when I... It was just kind of, like, too many weird things happening, like, at the same time. When I heard both of those... <laughs> pieces like together within a 72 hour I like legitimately started to get concerned that you guys do have someone like living in your living. exercise room or something <laughs> he's sleeping on the bean bag he's in the bean bag someone's gonna go to sit on it <gasps> and he'll be inside of it like yeah like on American <laughs> Horror Story Hotel yes yes oh cause that bean bag is big enough it is it is big have, enough like a smaller adult living in it. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, you jump on a beanbag chair and then it hugs you back. I feel it's like, like a two, two sentence horror, horror story. story. Boom, we did it. Copyright it right now. <laughs> Copyright, it's ours. We came up with it. But yeah, like for cereal, like I mean, your house is big enough that like I feel like someone could be living in it and you and would we not wouldn't know. know. We wouldn't know for a while. Because like, I mean, realistically, like, I live in a split level, and how often am I downstairs? Like, usually just to do the laundry, and I come right back upstairs. Everything is on our main upper yeah. level. Our upper level is the main level, and that's where, you know, Great. 99% of my time is spent. Great. Um, so, like, how often, you know, do you guys actually... Well, I mean, you send the kids down there. Oh, okay. Well, so when they start talking about their new friend Pete, who lives in a beanbag, who lives chair. in the beanbag chair, we're like, "Mom, I went downstairs to watch a movie. I sat in the beanbag chair and it just didn't feel right. It felt like it was giving me a hug." I have noticed our sodas have been disappearing more frequently, and they're downstairs. Like the cans are downstairs, or all the sodas. All like, are you finding, are you finding cans randomly? Well, whoever is living in our house <laughs> does a better job recycling than my family does. So I will. Okay. <laughs> if they are stealing soda. Experiment Or time. it's at least the kids know that if they recycle, then I can't catch them drinking sodas. You need to get like that black light stuff so you can do like the hand well, we did put a security camera down there, and I have not seen anybody at least crawl out of the right, walls. Because they saw you install because the security the camera. Walls. They know. 
Fine, I'll have to put security cameras in the walls. <laughs> you will. You really okay. will. Alright, moving forward. Yes. Two days after my grandfather died, the neighborhood security guard knocks on our door on a Sunday morning. He told us, An old man came to your house earlier, knocked on your door for half an hour, and finally left. When I asked him what he wanted, he told me he needed to say goodbye to someone he had never had the chance to meet. We were all stunned, had no idea who this old man was or who was he looking for. When the guard came in, he shouted, That's old man! Pointing at a picture of my grandfather. My entire family froze for a minute. I'm not 100% sure if the guard was telling the truth but I almost like believing that my granddad wanted to say goodbye to my newborn sister before resting in peace. Oh, That's like sad sweet. Yeah. Cause I think that like some people like older people or people who are like sick will hang on for certain like milestones, you know? And like, I think marriages and births are like those yeah. things that people hold on for and I don't it's just creepy it makes me wonder like why couldn't he go through the door like yeah like why couldn't he go why couldn't he go through the door but like if so I like how you're being deep and I'm like can you just go through the door well well what I was gonna say was like okay so he has already passed at this point and the security guard sees him and is able to like talk to him and have interactions with him but he's standing there knocking on the door for like a half an hour like I think I would hear someone knocking on my door so it's almost like uh was he not able to was there some kind of like veil yeah you know and it, like they talk about like the veil between like the living and the spirit world like was there some reason that they were not able to hear him knocking at the door but the security guard was able to talk with him like or they weren't home or they weren't home yeah that's a good point also i mean shh <laughs> shh it's just interesting oh. to me yeah sad that makes that my is heart sad, sad. But it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour sauce. That's what we're going to call it, sweet and sour, sweet when it's a happy sauce. sad. A.K.A. bittersweet. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Bittersweet is that. Yeah. Not sweet, sweet and sour. Sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. That's why we're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're not hip to the lingos. <laughs> When my family hit hard times, we had to move into a small house where our uncle had recently shot and killed himself. Oops, trigger warning. He had done this because of his depression after his wife had overdosed on pills and died the summer before. Oh, that's so sad. It all happened so quickly that when we moved in there, was there was still a bit of blood in one of the rooms. But on the third or fourth night of living there, my sister and I, who were sharing a room in the tiny house, were awake in our room playing video games at around 1 to 2 in the morning when someone knocked at our door. We didn't think anything of it and shouted for whoever was outside our door to come in. No answer. Another knock. We stop and stare at the door and another knock comes. The doorknob does a full rotation and snaps back as if someone turned it and let go very quickly. 
I get up and open the door, expecting to see one of my other sisters or my mother and the only other people in the house. I open the door and stared into an empty hallway. I walk down the hall and peek into the other bedroom. My two younger sisters and my mother are both fast asleep. Okay. That's creepy. Um. Interesting. Yeah. All I could think of when I was hearing that was like, uh, would you ever buy or live in a house where someone had committed suicide? Like, it was like a full disclosure. You were getting ready to buy it. It's like your perfect dream home. Like, you're not on hard times. It's not like a, you're, you know, you're forced into a bad situation. But like... Would that be a deal breaker for you? It would for me. Especially since there were like two. Okay. I don't know that. But it would you be... live in a cursed house anyway, yeah. so I don't know if it's a deal breaker for you. I feel like you would be like that would probably be like a It adds to its charm. <laughs> and over here is where the bad stuff happened. It's my crafting nook. I don't know. Like, no, I'm not, I don't want to make light of that. That is not a joking topic. Um, but I don't think it's a deal breaker for me to live in a house where someone has died under any circumstances. Yeah. Um, but it is creepy when you hear stories of like, oh, they moved in here and it, someone died and they didn't know it and they like saw this or they saw that or they heard this noise. It does make me kind of wonder like... More on, like, the, um, when you hear that, like, some spirits who pass in, like, a traumatic manner, like, can't elevate or whatever the term would be. So, like, are they stuck there? And, like, why are these people in my house? Are they even aware of it? Is it, it just kind of, like, asks, makes me ask a lot of questions. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Because you want people to, like move on and I believe go to heaven and <laughs> yeah not be stuck for sure That's sad. it's a sad thought okay this could have been a dream but I testify to this day that what I saw was a ghost so here I am a young boy who awoke in the middle of the night I am currently sharing a bunk bed with my brother and I am on the top bunk I look out into my living room and notice everything is dark. However, there is a person in an evening gown dusting my fireplace mantle. The woman was slender, which threw me off guard because my mom is obese. Oh no. <laughs> That's harsh. I yelled out, Mom, to the person dusting the counter, and the person turned around. It was not my mom, but some older woman. Suddenly, she shrieks and her face becomes severely deformed. It was like that shit you see in horror movies. Like, ridiculously scary, especially for a young kid. I blinked my eyes and she was gone. I somehow went back to bed and the next morning I went to my living room and noticed that even though the TV was off, there was something written on the screen. It said, do not be afraid. The text slowly faded and no one else saw it. As a young boy, this was, and still is, extremely terrifying to me. Huh. 
I mean, I was fully on board with the kid probably just have, like, a really, like, vivid nightmare. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like there are points in time where, like, okay, I last week I heard this massive boom, like an explosion, <laughs> and it woke me from, like, a deep sleep, and I legit, like, started to panic. My heart was racing. I was like, what the F is going on? And, like, in the morning time, I asked him, hey, did you hear that explosion last night? No. Asked the kids, did anyone hear that explosion last night? No. And then Emma was like, are you sure this wasn't a dream? And I was like, no, like, it woke me up. Like, I was, I know I was awake, but then I started to question if I was. Then come to find out there was another explosion on, like, Sunday night. And I heard it, and the kids heard it. And people on the Facebook groups in the area heard it because everyone was like, what was that noise? And then somebody finally validated that there was an explosion the other night at like three in the morning. So I'm just saying like, there are those dreams that like, because I started. I thought you were going to tell me that it was a dream. No, I know. But then you told me that it was real. Well, I started to like. I'm so confused. So it felt so real for me. Because it was real. It was real. But like. (laughs) No, like, I started to, like, well, maybe it was a dream. Maybe, because, like, I've had other dreams where it's, like, I'm talking to someone who's not there. Like, I'm full-on having a conversation. Like, Tim's having conversations with me about breaking the toe, like, on, like, his military vehicle back in the day when he was in the Army. Um, So, like, strange things happen, but then when he's talking about the dust on the TV, it's like... But why are you telling me not to be afraid when your face distorted like a monster? Well, why would you dust in an evening gown? Why not? Maybe she paid a lot of money for it. She wanted to get her use out of it's it. It's like when we're always a bridesmaid and we're always like, oh yeah, I could totally wear this again. And you never do. Never. I know. I just recently <laughs> took Emma shopping for a ball gown for an event that is upcoming and she started looking at a like $500 quinceanera dress and I was like oh my god if you're getting this dress you are wearing it to like to dust the first day of school <laughs> you are wearing it to homecoming prom tolo graduation I might pull a Marge Simpson wedding day <laughs> I'll pull a Marge Simpson and like alter the dress ever so slightly or not like that one episode where she had the Chanel um, I think I stopped watching The Simpsons like 40 years ago. That's funny that you should say that because this episode was like 40 years ago. <laughs> I'm not even 40 years old, but I know. I'm just being dramatic. I know. Um, it was, we were still watching at that point in time. We were like a little, little like, well, I mean like not like five, but like 10-ish. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. Let this be fact. No one ever wears their bridesmaid's dress more than once. Truth. Because I've been a bridesmaid like seven times. And I never rewore that dress. I've only been a bridesmaid for you. (laughs) (laughs) No one likes me. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) But you were twice. (laughs) Anyway. Last story. Okay. Okay. (laughs) When I was very young, about three or four, probably still watching The Simpsons, (laughs) I remember having a friend named Allie. 
Allie lived with me and I would play hide and seek with her in the backyard. Allie was a year older than me. Allie loved my mom, but wouldn't stay long enough to meet her. My mom didn't believe I had a friend named Allie. I kept telling her and my mom first got a very white face and told me to stop and Allie isn't real. Well, one night, Allie told me she had to leave, so she did. Never heard from her again. Fast forward to when I was 16, and mom told me that before I was born, I had a sister named Allie, and she had passed away due to complications. I don't really know what the problem was, something about her lungs, I think. My mom tells me that it was probably all a coincidence since the divorce was going on during that time, and I wanted a friend. But I still remember everything about Allie, and I refuse to believe it was all pretend. Mm, I don't think, I mean, what are the chances that your um, imaginary, imaginary friend. friend is going to have, like, the same name? And, like, I am not saying that Allie's, like, not an uncommon name, but, like, when you're looking at those circumstances... That just seems a little, like, hmm. sus. Yeah. Especially, like, if they've never, like, talked about her, this kid would have, like, no way of knowing. Uh-huh. That's just a little, little suspicious. And the fact that, like, when she was younger is when she was around, and it's almost like she kind of grew out of it, which is kind of, yeah. like, kids seem to be a little bit more open. Yeah. And then as we get older more like jagged and cynical and cynical yeah those things kind of close off in us and yeah everything so and now another sweet and sour (laughs) story bittersweet allison it's bittersweet (laughs) (laughs) and Allie was just helping her through her parents divorce and all of the trauma of that and helping her sister kind of cope and disassociate from real life for sure I think we've all needed a little bit of (laughs) yes in the past years and in the upcoming times maybe even yeah so for sure well we made it through another episode so let's see if we can kind of keep this train rolling word rolling 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 (laughs) wow limp biscuit Nice. I know. All right. Anyway, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you have another eventful week. Or not eventful, but enjoyable. <laughs> like a, week. a good eventful, not a bad eventful. Yeah. All right. All sweet, no sour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.